Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week we are discussing Michigan's 41-17 win at home to a number 10 ranked Penn State. We are going to go right into our one minute summaries of the game. Harley, do you want to go first or second or should we do a coin toss? We'll do a coin toss. One side will say H and the other one will say H. (laughs) Do you own a coin? a coin? Yeah, I don't think I have a coin like anywhere in my property. <laughs> oh wait, I see like a coin. not. <laughs> like not in my vicinity, but yeah. Um, okay, I'm wait. Gonna call I, have, tails. I have a, a ten Dominican pesos coin. Okay, that totally works. Okay, I'll call tails. Heads, I'm gonna elect okay. to receive defer <laughs> yeah i'm gonna defer to the second half go ahead <laughs> okay <laughs> wait let me pull up my um timer that's fun we should do that from here on out yeah i agree <laughs> <laughs> okay whenever you're ready all right penn state came in as the number 10 ranked team in the country and decided to throw a temper tantrum instead of actually playing football Michigan decided it was done with everyone assuming their schedule was so easy that of course they are undefeated and stunted on the Nittany Lions 41 to 17. No shocker here that what Penn State was most proud of was the thing that cost them the game. They were boasting about the running defense and yet allowed 418 rushing yards when they had previously been able to hold opponents to 78.6 rushing yards on average. Penn State's offense was also garbage, with Sean Clifford throwing 120 yards on 7 of 19 throwing. Their best running backs combined for 35 yards, a season low for the two. Michigan, on the other hand, scored four rushing TDs, and Donovan Edwards had 173 yards, and Blake Corm had 166 rushing yards. Of course, Penn State thought they were tough cookies, only down two at half, so acted embarrassing by throwing PDB and Jays just to lose <laughs> to Michigan 25-3 to at in the second half weird energy but michigan is good and that's that on that all right you were 6.72 seconds over um however not the worst (laughs) yeah no i thought that was i think that was improvement from the last week yeah i think so too i also like did we ever decide are we cutting each other off when no no because we use the minute as the metric oh right right it's whoever's closest okay Mm -hmm. let me know when i should start Okay. In the words of our wonderful James Joseph Harbaugh, which is Jim Harbaugh, our home game against a 10-ranked Penn State was a butt kicking in every way that a butt can be kicked. The final score, 41-17, makes the game look actually way closer than it was. Penn State had a lucky pick six off a helmet bounce and a fluky Sean Clifford 63-yard run that led to a touchdown and then literally did nothing else besides score a field goal the entire game. Michigan scored on all but one of their possessions, and the one that they didn't score on was that aforementioned pick six. Michigan had 563 yards of total offense, which include included 418 rushing yards. And in the words of Mike, otherwise known as Michael Morris, he said he was, oh no, my AirPods are going to die. <laughs> I'm going to switch that in a second. He said, I'm happy for Coram and Edwards, but bro, y'all got to let us break a little bit because the defense just... You know, they scored so fast on those. Um, Overall, Michigan possessed the ball for 41 minutes and 58 seconds of the game, fired on all cylinders, as they say, and now we are ready to kick another butt next week if the football gods allow. And by next week, I mean the week after the bye week. And by another team's butt, I mean Michigan State. I was a little improvising at the end. (laughs) 
I was gonna say I'm gonna cut it off for like two seconds um from your time you had a minute and nine seconds but it, like about like two of it was like you were like rambling about your airpods okay thank you for doing that so, and like as yeah. you're telling me my score I'm gonna go get my headphones awesome so yeah you had a you had seven seconds over does that make me the winner then because I think I was 106 so you know I think that's back-to-back wins for me and I'm very excited about that I'm yeah. making my comeback. I'm kicking butts in the way that butts are meant to be kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're kicking butts, like, in, like, one of the ways that butts can be kicked, but not, like, That's every fair. way that a butt can be kicked. Okay, switching over <laughs> to my headphones in, like, one second. Oh, wow. Welcome back. Okay, sorry. Hello, I'm back. In a lot of ways, you never truly left, and I think that's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, <laughs> moving on um, to our glows and grows. Um, let's see. I guess I'll go first with the glow, because this is, like, the second half, to which I deferred. Um, Correct. One of my now. glows. Okay, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really <laughs> elaborate on this. I just wrote rushing, obviously. I mean, I think that, yeah. like goes without saying we rushed for 418 yards um donovan edwards had 173 rushing yards and like quorum had 166 rushing yards and then there were some like cj stokes yards as well so our rushing offense was phenomenal and i guess that has been kind of michigan's mo as of late um but it was nice to see it a little bit more equally split between donovan edwards and blake quorum um i saw someone on twitter being like blake quorum is your whole offense like without him everything falls apart and then someone quote tweeted and was like he wasn't even our leading rusher this past game so mm-hmm. that's exciting i definitely had the glow being michigan's ground game because it, it honestly was the star of the show in every cap- like across the board it was just unstoppable especially because of how this game was framed at the beginning of just like Penn State being like you know really like proud of like oh yeah we're like the fifth ranked like rushing defense in the country and Michigan was like all right prove it and now I believe Penn State fell all the way down to 55th in the country in rush defense because they allowed 418 rushing yards which is just absolutely hilarious and I think it just is a testament to Michigan's just power that they have this year. I know, again, that we have, like, a lot of sentiment about Michigan from last year, but this team just has it. Yeah. I know. This team is, like, I don't know. The I, the vibe it, is different. Not from last year, necessarily. I think it's similar to last year, but in terms of, like, mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh teams we've seen – even the teams we were really excited about, like, I'm thinking of 2018, that was, like, a highly hyped team. But that energy, mm-hmm. I felt like, was really mostly just coming from Chase Winovich. And right now, it feels like this is the energy of the whole team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 2018 was also, like, the whole, like, revenge tour thing. So they kind of had, like, that, like, different, like, drive to them. Where, at least this one is, like, very clearly all about Michigan being, like, a defender of their Big Ten uh, title. And then also, you know seeing Michigan and like you know we made it to the CFP it didn't go the way we wanted it but we're gonna fight like crazy to get back to you know redeem ourselves so to speak mm-hmm. um which has been awesome to see and like honestly maybe we should start like you know having this be the metric you know like we should stop comparing this team to last year and maybe it'd be like hmm 
you compare last year's team to this year's team. Just yeah. switch it up. Yeah. Which is like hard to do because this year's team only exists like halfway. But sure, I like <laughs> I like where you're going. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and as for like grows, I wasn't entirely sure. I mean, the only thing that I guess I had like an issue with was like those like first two drives that we had that really just ended in like field goals when like all the momentum was like just gearing towards us, and we like couldn't finish in the red zone. But then, like, it didn't really, like, matter in the end because Michigan, like, got into a groove and was, like, able to do so afterwards. But I guess it was just, like, a little disappointing to see, like, Michigan, like, move the ball so effectively down the field and then just kind of had to settle for a field goal. But, you know, everything else just, like, went off so well that it just kind of seems sad that to, like, bring up something so, like, nitpicky, but... That's oh I couldn't like think of anything else. Yeah, no, I agree. I think those first few drives are I mean, our red zone offense is consistently like fairly consistently frustrating. It's mm-hmm. nice when you're having those like longer runs where you don't even need to be in the red zone. Um, but yeah, I agree. I also though like I was just thrilled that we were getting points on the board. And then I, like, talked to the people around me, and they're like, we're settling for field goals. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That um, was the d- vibe I was getting, too. People were like, I can't believe we're settling for this. So I'm like, I'm just glad that, you know. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I also think um, before going into my grow, like, like I mentioned – Penn State got those two insanely lucky mm-hmm. touchdowns in the first half to the point where they were leading the game for like a second there before we got another field goal or another touchdown, something at the end. I think it was a field goal at the end of the first half. But Penn State had those two insanely lucky plays. And for like a minute, they were leading, even though Michigan was like clearly dominating in every single mm-hmm. other stat, but Penn State was leading in terms of points. And I was like, like, in my head, I should have known, like, Michigan is playing better. They're not going to keep getting – Penn State's not going to keep getting those lucky breaks. But I was mm-hmm. a little nervous because sometimes, like, I feel like we've had teams in the past where something lucky goes the other team's way and Michigan just, like, falls apart and loses all momentum. So I I was definitely nervous for a little bit there. But they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. My, my first thought was definitely the MSU game last year. Right, the amount of like un like the amount of like luck that went towards like the Spartans and the amount of like unluckiness that went towards Michigan. It was just, I'm glad it didn't like turn out that way because that game was super frustrating. And the fact that like Michigan very well should have won that game, but they didn't. But but luckily, you know, Penn State is garbage, and we don't say that. Don't say that. They're really good, and we made a fool out of them. (laughs) Yeah, I. I do think, like, at halftime, I was definitely feeling like it was anyone's game, even though I think, like, a lot of people were more confident just because Michigan had so clearly looked better. But Mm -hmm. just based on the score, I was, like, nervous. Uh, My grow is, like, that one specific J.J. McCarthy play that I think um, is kind of indicative of who he is as a quarterback. The time he Mm -hmm. just, like, chucked it. And it looked oh, like it was about to I be know a pick exactly six. What you're talking about. Yeah. And then and then like it lands somehow in a Michigan receiver's hands. And like <laughs> yeah. I remember the the camera goes to JJ and he's like smiling. And I'm like, don't <laughs> act like you did that on purpose. You you did not even look up at where that football was going. You just panicked and chucked it in the air. Like that was 
It was yes, such I totally a JJ about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, and he does stuff like that. I think he's he's getting better, but like, he, he, I almost wish that was a pick six. Just no, I don't. I don't. I don't wish no, it was a pick don't. six. But no, like, don't. <laughs> I think he needs to be humbled a little bit because that boy has a lot of luck. I'm not going to always well, they, have that. They definitely discussed it during the broadcast, um, which is why I was like, obviously, knew exactly what you were talking about because they have, like, their camera when they were like, discussing it on Harbaugh and you just see his, like, disappointed face because he, like, sees the ball go up and he's like, oh, God, you know? Because, yeah. like, anybody with eyes, it looked like, oh, this is going to be a turnover. And so, like, he was already, like, look- looking down at the ground when it had landed and um, I don't remember who caught that. I don't either. Um, but... <laughs> like, I don't know if it was just the camera angle, but it looked like it was fully in, like, the Penn State player's hand. And it somehow it wasn't. Been. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't know how we got that. Yeah. I couldn't hear the broadcast because I was out when I was watching it. But. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I went to that Michigan bar again. It was quite fun. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I just got to watch it at my house. Um, But anywho, I definitely can um agree with you on that just being like you know the level of like maturity uh football iq that's still developing and um decision making obviously um but he was lucky that one time and uh hopefully we get to you know not see something that's so stressful <laughs> yeah in the near future um but let's go ahead and move on to probably one of my favorite segments, um, Two Truths and a Lie. Do you want to go first? I will go first. Um, all right. Number one. Michigan State and Wisconsin went into double overtime, but because Alabama allowed the most points since 1907 and lost, no one knew about it. The Spartans <laughs> rushed for 103 yards and had 99 penalty yards. Two. Wait, that Michigan was all rushed. one stat? Yep. <laughs> you can't do <laughs> <laughs> Two. Michigan's 418 rushing yards was the most by a Michigan team since 2016 at Rutgers. Three. Penn State had allowed 398 yards total and one rushing touchdown in its first five games before playing Michigan. Okay. I was just telling Harley before we started recording about my experience watching the Michigan State-Wisconsin game, yes. <laughs> which was that, like, the entirety of the second half of Tennessee-Bama, I thought Michigan State-Wisconsin was still in halftime because, like, the, the second half of Tennessee-Bama just went by so fast because I was so immersed that by the time <laughs> I switched back to Michigan State-Wisconsin, they were doing, like, post-game coverage after multiple overtimes and I was like oh it's still halftime because my brain did not process how much time I had just spent watching Tennessee Bama that being (laughs) said I think that that one is the lie because I think they went to triple overtime not double overtime um that one is the lie but they only went to double overtime oh okay Michigan State rushed for 99 yards and had 103 penalty yards Okay, so you, you had them. ten. <laughs> you had like ten different numbers in that one stat alone. That's what I tried to slip you up, but you still figured it out anyways. Yeah, I'm gonna. But I guess the other two are pretty obvious. So let's see. I have to switch one of mine out because you stole it. 
I also had the one that it was Michigan's first 400 plus rushing yard game since Rutgers. I knew that that one probably wouldn't have like tricked you because like you're obsessed with the Michigan Rutgers game from 2016. Yeah, I actually haven't watched it in like a year, maybe. Need to but get that still, back like, on. One of your favorite games. An instant classic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's withstood the test of time. I will say. Okay, my first mm-hmm. one, the Michigan football team. Michigan <laughs> is. <laughs> 7 and 0 for the third time since Jim Harbaugh got here. They previously were 7 and 0 in 2016 and 2021. The second one. Um Michigan scored two rushing wait. Okay, no, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Michigan <laughs> scored two rushing touchdowns of 60 plus yards for the first time since 2017. 418 rushing yards is the most yards ever allowed by a Penn State team since the program started keeping stats. Mm, I believe the lie is the third one. We're getting good at this. Why do you believe (laughs) it's the third one? (laughs) Because I know that that this is like the third most allowed by Penn State (laughs) since they played football. Dude, the stats from this game, there's never been a football game where the stats are so fun to look at. Yes. That's where, like, even though the score... That's why I knew this would be a hard segment for us today, because I think we just, we're just consuming all of them that we possibly could find. Yeah. Like, I'm not usually, like, a huge, like, stats lover. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you take stats 280? Or wait, what was it? What was Uh, that one stats everyone had to take? Stats? Stats? 250. 250. Did you take that? Um, I did Kinesis stats, so oh. they had their own separate um, stats class. Okay, cool. I don't know why I asked that. Um, I'm not usually <laughs> a huge stats person, but like this game, even though like the score, what was it? The score was 41-17. Like that's still a really good score, especially against a top ten team. That's an awesome score. But like mm-hmm. that score doesn't even like come close to explaining how glorious these statistics are. For real. Okay, on to the next thing. Superlatives. Mm. On to the next. All right, so we'll kick it off with our usual diaper dandy of the week. Um, and this week we're going to give it to running back uh, freshman CJ Stokes. He had four carries for 22 yards, which was uh, better than Penn State's dynamic duo freshman running backs who each had six carries one for 19 yards and one for 16 yards and then i would love to give the honorable mention to kendrick bell um, if you recognize the last name uh, that's because this is the younger brother of ronnie bell who just committed to michigan and we will get to see a legacy and another Bell kid come through. Another um, Bell kid. With amazing blue. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, welcome to Michigan, Kendrick. We are so glad to have you. Do you know what year he's, what he's starting? Uh, maybe 24. You want to know something just knocked disturbing? Over the <laughs> um, my sister, we mentioned in a previous episode, she just committed to Michigan for soccer. Mm-hmm. 
I texted her the other day and asked her, like, uh, what, like, year she'll be. She's going to be class of 2028. Oh, my. So don't worry. Sean Clifford will still be there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um... Our vibe, the vibes on offense goes obviously to the running backs. I think we've mentioned those stats a few different times, Mm -hmm. but I'll just let you know one more time. Donovan Edwards, 173 yards on 16 carries. Blake Corum, 166 yards on 28 carries. CJ Stokes, you just mentioned, 22 yards, Mm -hmm. I think, and that was all in like the last couple of minutes. And our running backs had two touchdowns apiece when Penn State had allowed one rushing touchdown um, through five games, so... Oof. So who's Shout got it better than backs. us? Honorable mention obviously goes out to the offensive line. Um, they did exceedingly well for our running backs. And yeah. I think I just saw somewhere that they are a like on the Joe Moore watch list. They have to be. So, like they yeah. you can't ask for much more from them. I think there were some tackles for loss that like maybe I would have done without, but like they're pretty much like Everything you can ask for on an offensive line. I'm going to go double check on that. So you can do the vibe the vibes. Okay, so our vibe to the vibes on defense goes to RJ Moten, um, who we will mention further because he was involved in more than just vibing vibes. But he had one sack and one tackle for loss. Um, so he gets the vibe to the vibes on defense. Our honorable mention for Vibe the Vibes on defense goes to none other than Jake Moody, our kicker, who had a fantastic (laughs) tackle, um, and he was on the defensive box score, as he should be. Let me, like, look at this just to see it. Um, (laughs) Jake Moody, one tackle. Yep. Nice. Okay, I I did find it. So back to our offensive line. They are are on the Joe Moore Award midseason honor roll. So, that's just a testament. I mean, you know, we were about halfway through the season, and the team that won the Joe Moore Award is like, you know, on the radar to potentially win the Joe Moore Award again. And I love that. Back to back Joes. Yeah. (laughs) It must really truly mean a lot, you know, when you walk into like the weight room and you see like your award out there like that. So, yeah. Harley, do you want to get the next award? Keep that in house. Mm-hmm. So, wait, did you do the, this one previously? Kind of. Or is this is like a continuation? So we're just gonna continue on from the honorable <laughs> mention and just flat out give Jake Moody an award for his defensive effort of getting one tackle, <laughs> which was pretty impressive. Like I love the footage of it. You know, it's probably one of my favorite video clips from the game. Um, Who taught was... him how to do that? <laughs> What? Probably himself. I don't know. <laughs> J Harbaugh. Remember when I was uh, looking up modules on how to tackle? Like I was like fully seeing if I could take like an online course because I wanted to learn yeah. how to tackle, but then it didn't really resonate with me once I tried. Yeah, don't or worry. Maybe just watch some film. Yeah. And he was quoted when asked about it how like he can lay the wood too. So the lay the wood award goes to Jake Moody, um, for his single i think this is maybe his like first recorded tackle it has to um so i'm very impressed by it um feel free to go watch it i'm sure you can definitely find it on um twitter somewhere it's awesome 
Also, we should note he was also Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week. He is oh, yeah, also yeah. on he our... He had, like, four field goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he also put some points on the board. Um, he's also on our Jacob watch list. He might be a Jacob Moody, but I honestly think Jakey Moody mm. suits him better. Yeah, let's do Jakey Moody on the Jakey watch list. How many um, tackles would he have to get on the season to be on the Jacob watch list? Uh, one. Oh, so he is on the Jacob watch <laughs> list. <laughs> I'm getting mixed signals here. <laughs> Um, Harley, you can give this next award. <laughs> Nothing is more iconic than the stories that have come out um, after the Michigan-Penn State game. And, you know, I this is like one of my, my favorite food groups, honestly, and that's sandwiches. And I have to share like a little like side bit um, about myself. When I was in high school, I ate this sandwich every single day for like the last three years of high school and it was a pb and j and obviously the sandwich of the week award goes out to the peanut butter and jelly sandwich um specifically the ones that took to the skies um i'm sorry about the one that hit rj moton in the face but the story is objectively funny um and i'm kind of sad that the uncrustables like went to waste and got like stomped on I could really go for an Uncrustable. So, Penn State, if you have another, like, spare Uncrustable, please feel free to throw it my way so I can, like, have a snack. So, were the Uncrustables, like, I'm still confused about the source. Like, did Penn, mm-hmm. does Penn State, like, typically Uncrustables in the locker room during halftime? Uh, I, I don't know if that was just, like, what the nutritionist had, like, put out. Because I know Michigan's nutritionist, like, was like, why are there, like, all these peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like, all smushed, like, outside the locker room? <laughs> like, who's trying to sneak field out? And then um, the nutritionist, like, realized, oh, like, no, Penn State was throwing these. And then had a pun about jam, and, yeah, it was, it's all so silly and funny and goofy. So I think that was just out for the players to have, like, a snack at halftime, and, you know... PBJs are great. It's a great fuel source. I would love one after, like, you know. Okay, I have an uncrustable. 30 minutes of play. Question for you. Yeah. What is your, like, how do you prepare an uncrustable? Like, an actual uncrustable, like, in the packet? Like, what state is it in when you consume it? <laughs> oh, you're asking if I eat them, like, straight out of a freezer? Yeah. I have done that, but I prefer them to be, like, refrigerated. So, like, they're already thawed, and but still, like, a little cool. Okay, because my roommate eats them straight out of the freezer, and I did not know that's a thing. And I... No, absolutely not. I love a good, like, <laughs> okay. toasted... Actually, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I'm, like, not really in my... I've had too many PB&J eras in my life. Like, right now, the thought yeah, of yeah. one, like... Um, but in general, in life, I love, like, a good toasty one with, like, the peanut butter is melted. That's the oh, best yeah. state. That does definitely sounds good. Okay. I love that. <laughs> um, our Michael of the Week award once again goes to Mike Morris. Um, he is like, honestly, at this point, like, just change the name on the roster. He's Michael Morris. Um, and our runner-up award. I was actually like contemplating this as I was falling asleep the other night. I think Mike yeah. Hart is on the Michael watch list because he had a medical emergency the last game. Um, obviously not promoting hustle culture, but he did get Mm-mm. up from the. From the hospital, 
made his way to Creekside Intermediate School, which is home of Alrit mm. Stadium, which is home of the Dexter Dreadnoughts, to watch the Dexter High School football game and was coaching this last game. So, Mike Hart, I am so glad you had a speedy recovery. Michael Style. Mm-hmm. Also, though, if you need to take time for yourself, like, please put your health first. Please, yeah. I definitely agree on that. I'm so glad that he's back after such a scary... Um, moment for him and for the team so glad to see him back out there and in hand territory yeah shout out to dexter dread strong dread not (laughs) mariners i i I tweeted and then i deleted it because i'm like nobody on twitter understands my reference but grant newsome (laughs) by the way i went to dexter high school and dexter high school like did not win football games back in my day. No. We were literally looking at it. They won two football games the entire time I was in high school. And they've <laughs> turned that program around. And now there's um, Cole Cabana is a Michigan commit. He's a running back, I believe. Or is he a receiver? Mm-hmm. He's a running back. Running back. That's He's a four-star. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Duh. That's why Mike Hart was there. Um, so Mike Hart and Grant Newsom were at his game. He's like a highly touted recruit, which is just like funny because it's Dexter. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not funny, but it's like funny to me. But I yeah, because you have the context of being like zero and nine for like three seasons straight. Yeah, I like just cannot in my brain imagine Michigan oh, 0-9. coaches. Did I say 0-9? Yeah, I think yeah. Zero nine. Um, <laughs> okay. But I tweeted, "Do you think they did the dread naughty cheer?" And then no one liked it because no one got it. But Dexter's motto yeah. or Dexter's mascot is the dreadnoughts, which is like a type of ship. Yeah. And then, like, back in my day, there was a little cheer that was like, Dread what? Dread naughty. Yeah. Um, and moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, pull out your Mariah Carey soundtrack. Um, specifically, the Obsessed song. The and Obsessed song. this week, it, yeah, this week... It's recipient of the Why Are You So Obsessed With This Award is Penn State. I don't really know, like, why they were acting the way that they were. Um, mostly because it's another one of those things where it's just, like, a teen that really, really wishes they could have, like, our attention in some capacity, and we're just like, no. Yeah, like... No, we're good. Why you does... can keep that to yourself. Uh, we're busy already. We already have, you know, enough. Three rivals. <laughs> yes. I don't get, like, Penn State is a good school and a good football program. Like, why do they not have their own life? Like, why do they, like, I swear every day I'm like, oh, Penn State's doing pretty well. Like, they probably are, like, focusing on themselves. <laughs> and then I see a picture of, like, a Penn State fan, like, climbing Mount Everest with a sign that says Michigan sucks. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right Mm-hmm. oh yeah it, the entire like week like leading up to it it was just like random penn state fans like all around the world just being like you know i'm in greece but michigan still sucks and you're like okay <laughs> no but it's not even just the week leading up to them playing us like that's like their thing like how we have wherever you go go blue <laughs> like it's yeah. 5 56 a.m and at the eiffel tower and michigan still sucks it's like nice <laughs> I only think about Penn State when we're playing Penn State. Yeah, and then any other time, it's just like, all right, 
you know, we got enough going on, you see, with, like, especially, like, this game coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend. We got a lot of our hands with an annoyance, and the main annoyance is obviously Michigan State. And Penn State does not fit that bill, and they obviously can't be the historic rival that is Ohio State. So they're really just, like, you know, an afterthought. Yeah. Just, like, kind of a nuisance that you're, like, kind of just can, like, kick them around a little bit when they get a little too loud. Um, but nothing that warrants the kind of behavior that Penn State exhibits. Yeah. I guess it's only because they think, like, they're good in the Big Ten East, but, like, uh, Which, like, they, like, they are. They are, but I'm like, eh. Yeah, they're just too obsessed with Michigan. I don't get it. Wisconsin's (laughs) like that, too. What other teams are like that? Iowa's like, or Illinois's like that, I think. One of, either Iowa, yeah, Illinois, because Illinois Illinois. was, like, my mom says Michigan and Illinois were rivals when she was in college. Yeah, because Illinois had, like, their basketball program. Yeah. And I've only met, like, one Illinois fan, and she was like, oh, we hate Michigan. I'm like, we don't think about you guys, like, at all. In the slightest. (laughs) So... And she was like, that's crazy. Like, we thought you were, like, one of your rivals. And I was like, absolutely not. No. But she can say Ohio State. No shame. Yeah. We we got a full plate, you know, with, like, notoriety, in-state, you know. Yeah. Like, those Michigan State, or sorry, not Michigan State, Ohio State and Notre Dame are, like, two of the most iconic rivalries in college football. Like, our rivals mm-hmm. rivalries with them. Michigan State and Michigan is, like, one of the most annoying rivalries in college football. So, like, we have it Correct. all. We have everything taken care of. We've got it covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've got it covered. We do not need another one. Okay. Especially, like, in another cow farm in Pennsylvania. So, we're, we're good. We're really good. Moving on to the Michigan Twitter storyline of the week. I mean, we, like, already discussed this at length. But, like, why were they throwing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> like the question cannot be asked enough <laughs> and i don't know if um, we mentioned rj moton got like hit with one i think you did mention that I think, I think i did mention that but um i think another like aspect was like this was like before like the footage of like where you could see the sandwich flying through the air it was like reminiscent of i believe it was last year because we saw this at halftime in the video was initially released like Penn State was trying to start something in the tunnel and they were super mouthy and like chirping at Michigan and like Ohio State like has obviously done that like you've seen all you've seen the footage if you're a Michigan fan like the one from like years ago to the one that happened last year like you know just like trying to I don't know like what they were trying to achieve in that I don't think they were, like, goals-oriented in that moment. (laughs) I think they were just, like, pure It was just kind of bizarre. Yeah, like, who do you think you are? Like, you're... Like, having Michigan and Ohio State, like, butt heads like that in the tunnel makes 100% sense. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, you're just, like, sitting there and, like, Ohio State, like, just the thought of it can, like, just aggravate you to, like, unfounded levels. And so, like, having all of that, like, pent-up, like, animosity between those two teams, between these two programs for, like, decades, like, of course, you know, some words are going to be flying in the tunnel. But the fact that, like, Penn State was trying to instigate something, I'm just like, it's embarrassing. That's clown behavior. Especially the... Oh, my gosh. And And then, then, like, whiny little guy... (laughs) 
Hopefully, yes, describe. James Franklin was like, well, why don't you guys just get two separate tunnels and then we wouldn't have the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches mid-flight in the air. And it's like, okay, first of all, James, your players did not have to throw peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like, I feel like that's kind of like we got to get to the root of the problem. Like, the tunnel was not the reason that PB&Js were flying through the air. But also, okay, so like that. Also, like, architecturally, like, I didn't realize, I've only really been to the big house. I didn't realize that, like, having one tunnel was so unusual. Like, it doesn't really cause a problem all that often. They're just some Mm -mm. teams that can't control their Uncrustables. Exactly. And there's just also just kind of embarrassing behavior, just seeing, like, the video, one of the Uncrustables, but then also in that same video, it's James Franklin being like, you know, get control of your team or whatever, like, we'll handle ours. And we're just like, um, it's your team that started this. <laughs> well, get control of your own team. Like, what are you talking about that we don't, like, have control over Michigan? And don't talk you about You don't have the control most... over your own team. And yeah. don't talk about the most <laughs> iconic stadium in college football that way. You can do, cannot redesign the big house. Go do that to your little beaver stadium. Yeah. And, okay. like, I was, I was thinking about it also, just to, like, extend this just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um... If you've been in the tunnel, you know that, like, the locker rooms, yeah, like, are pretty much, like, across from each other, but, like, there's, like, a separate, like, little, like, walkway, I believe. At least I know on Michigan side, there's, like, a little, like, a hallway, and so, like, obviously the doors don't lead directly into the locker room, so I feel like they had to go in, grab the sandwich, and then come (laughs) back out. So, I'm like, that's just so (laughs) embarrassing that, like, you were just overcome with, like, you know, the intrusive thoughts, and you're like, I'm just gonna take this, go back out of my way to go back into the tunnel to throw a sandwich. That I don't care who it hits, like... because just from, like, the throw, it was just lobbed up into the air. There's still Penn State people out there. And so, it's just the thought process. Literally, the intrusive thoughts one, And it's just so hilarious to me. And... I guess, you know, that's all Penn State has at the end of the day was just their words. And, like, maybe even not even that because we pretty much silenced them. Um, That's a communication tactic was checking them. It was, like, a last-ditch effort to, like, be all, like, macho, tough guy. And it was just... It's so embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's not a good look. So (laughs) embarrassing. But, yeah, so... Obviously, Scuffle in the Tunnel, iconic, so silly, love the story, but arguably maybe even, like, the biggest storyline this past weekend, um, besides, like, obviously our complete throttle of Penn State, was the Alabama-Tennessee game, and that earned our favorite non-Michigan college football story of the week. Um, So, obviously, uh, Alabama misses a field goal, so it's tied, comes down to the last two seconds, Tennessee kicks in. A field goal wins the game by three. You know, the fans are rushing the field. The goalposts are going down. You're just watching, like, just this atmosphere of euphoria for Tennessee. They hadn't beaten Alabama in, like, 16, 15, 16 years or something like that. And it was just one of those moments where you're like, ugh, I love college football. Like, I could take, like, a page out of their book. And, like, that's how I felt, like, the elation was the same way I felt last year in November when we beat Ohio State. 
Um, granted, you know, it didn't have, like, that same emotion of, like, it literally came down to the wire and some random, like, you know, maybe walk-on field goal kicker, like, kicking a field goal. But, like, oh, I could relate so hard. I was like, oh, we were there. That was us a year ago, you know, taking down, like, the one that we've had circled for, like, weeks, the one that we're looking forward to every every season and incredible so then I just wanted to ask you because obviously we see the the gold posts they get yanked out pulled out of the stadium out of Neyland Stadium walk down like the main street downtown uh, and then chucked into the Tennessee River so I just wanted to ask you if we had pulled down the goal post in any scenario where would we take the where would we take them where would they end up the Huron River <laughs> <laughs> add a little bit more flair add a little bit pizzazz <laughs> it's gonna end up on a blue bus you know where, where's it going <laughs> is it gonna be waiting in the rick's line like what are we doing uh where you are we mentioned the it? ugly on twitter i like that as an option um yeah. the dude <laughs> <laughs> the dude <laughs> you just take it down south you yeah yeah I guess, it's gotta like, end up somewhere uh, the bell tower Lost the Carytown Bell Tower. <laughs> Ooh. Um, let's think. Okay, what is like iconic to Michigan Ann Ann Arbor the way the Tennessee River is to Tennessee? That's so just like, where would we? Where would we? Where would we end up like tossing it? You know, because obviously we would take it down like our sophomore university. Yeah. The cube. <laughs> The, the um just the, the, <laughs> the sculpture that says art from every direction oh and it would say yes. art with a field goal in front that's of it now perfect that's perfect i love that or a goalpost oh definitely well. yeah i love that <laughs> the let's put that there okay cool yes. that's right by the union too you can view it from the union oh also Thoughts on Tennessee, like, asking their fan base for money for new goalposts. Did you see Jack, like, texted us and was like, this is my, this is my inner anarchist, but I love it. And I'm like, how the heck is that anarchist (laughs) for the giant university to be asking people for money? I think it, to be honest, like, some people were like, I don't mind it. Like, do what it takes to fundraise, like, capitalize on it. And I'm like, I mind it. That's embarrassing. Don't ask your fans to pay for the goalpost. Like, it cannot cost that much money. And also, like, I'm sure those are replaced periodically. It's not like that's a budget expense. I mean, I'm, like, going too into depth for, like, it's just ridiculous. Like, you don't even need to, Mm -hmm. like, explain why it's ridiculous. That's dumb. If anyone didn't see Tennessee, like, the University of Tennessee or maybe Tennessee Athletics, probably their athletics department, put out, like, a GoFundMe to raise money for new goalposts. It is an extremely rich public university. Yeah, it was just kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Again, to just kind of keep tying back that word in. It was just like, oh yeah, you're like enjoying the like elation of winning this game. Also, can you go check out our GoFundMe? And they're trying to be like silly goofy about it. And be like, oh, donate like $16 because that's like how long it was since the last time we beat Alabama. Or like donate like, God, what was it? Like forty two thirty nine. For like the final score, fifty-two forty-nine. My bad, and I'm just like, this is so cringy. It was so cringy, and you know, this is a school that has over, a, I don't even know, a billion endowment. In, um, I know the endowment isn't directly like related to like 
the athletic department. But this is a school in the SEC. You have money. Why? Yeah, I think that's something I have learned in my adulthood. Is because, like, in general, I think if you have, like, money, it's good to put the money towards good causes. But that, like, Mm -hmm. a giant university generally is not that good cause that needs your money. So, yeah, that's that. (laughs) And as an alumni, I simply would not because I'm like, I already paid you. As an well uh, over two hundred thousand dollars. I'm good. As an alum of the University of Michigan, when I had a call from some poor young woman trying to like get money from me, I felt so bad because I'm like, this has to be like someone my age. The worst job, yeah. So I was like, I was like, I think one of my roommates did that sophomore year. Yeah, they have like billboards for doing it around, or not billboards, but little like flyer, like those stand advertisements are on campus but I was trying mm-hmm. so hard to be nice because I'm like I'm sure this person just gets hung up on all the time but I was like I literally said I was like I can't donate any money right now but like you're so good at your job like you're you're, you're great to talk to and then like it just kept going and I was like no but thank you and she kept having more like I'm sure she had to like go down a certain like list and mm-hmm. then I'm like okay she had, it is so had, like, hard not yeah. <laughs> to just hang up on you right now but I I respect that you're you're doing what you need yeah, to do. Respect the grind. Yeah, because yeah. I would never want to do that job. No. Absolutely so not. So demoralizing. <laughs> okay. We all know we would just call Steven Ross and be like, hey, yo, we need some new field goal posts. And he'd be like, bet. And like That's airlift so them in himself. <laughs> but then every time Jake Moody kicked a field goal, we would have to be like, and he be like, brought to you by <laughs> Steven Ross. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked a Steven M. Ross field <laughs> But it's also like and how I, yeah. every like every coaching position has like a, a title to it of whoever donated for it. Oh yeah. The like awkward photo of um oh god, what was the new one? The like offensive coordinator office or whatever. Ugh. It's just such an awkward photo. Yeah. Okay, so is this all we have? I think so. Okay. Mostly because, you know, next we have a bye this week, so obviously we don't have to go into, like, heavy detail about previewing a game or, you know, what we're looking forward to, what we're nervous about, because we got a week off, you know? Do you have any plans for the bye week? Do I have any plans for the bye week? I'm going horseback riding. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going on a two-hour trail ride on Saturday. (laughs) That sounds wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, I'm probably going to get my COVID booster, so I'll oh, probably yeah. be down for the count, but, you know. I need to do that. I'll be prepared because, you know, we're on by this week, but we will be united together in oh a week's gosh. time. I'm so excited. And, yes. um, and if you're a fan and a listener of a pod... I and Hen have some stuff up our sleeves, so feel free to find us. We'll reiterate this again um, next week. Um, we'll be tailgating at the golf course, and we got some stuff for you guys if you're a fan of the pod, so come visit us. Come find us. Um, we'll obviously release more details um, when the game gets closer. Yes, and I'll make sure to have my data on for Twitter because I think when we were at the Big Ten Championship game, I did get some messages on Twitter asking, like, where we were and did not have yeah, data yeah. on to see them. So we will make sure that we can meet people if people want to meet us. Yeah, for sure. 
Or if, you know, you have your own tailgate and you want to invite us, just let us know. Oh, yeah, and buy some of those um, Bud Light Seltzer Hard Sodas for me, please. I'm really into those. Yeah, those are are Hans' fave. So if you want to entice her to come, put that under your Christmas tree at night and Hans will appear. (laughs) But we'll reiterate this all next week. Um, We're going to do a fun episode on the bye week, so make sure to listen for that. Um, Thanks for listening. And Harley, thanks for being on the pod every week. Oh, wow. You know, thank you for being on the pod. <laughs> All right. And with that, go blue. Go blue. Yeah.